0: Okay, I think it. Yeah.
1: Oh, you know how Dolly did five to nine. Yeah. I was thinking if Johnny Paycheck was still out, he'd be like, <clears throat> "Take this job and love it. I'm just gonna work here forever more. I like my coworkers and I like my boss. <laughs> the benefits ain't too bad.
0: Don't come around me with a union petition." <laughs> <laughs> I won't sign it. We don't. We don't need that neg- negativity around here, y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> and take this job and love it. Yeah, if Johnny paycheck like l- lived long enough to sell out, that's the thing, dude. You want to. You want to die before you ha- circumstances change. <laughs> and, you, <laughs> oh, have yeah, to, and yeah. you have to sell. Out.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Tupac and Bob Marley are kind of viewed as. International freedom fighters that people have like heavily commodified and uh-huh. made money off of and everything. But if they were both had made it, yeah, who knows? It could be NFT guys, mm. you never know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is crashing, by the way, this week. I've, I saw that here, dude. This cowbell rules, it's like the exact same pitch as that war song, Lowrider. <laughs> And I've got a tambourine This From now on This show is me A tambourine and a cowbell <laughs> well, You gotta
1: give me something I need
0: You can have the cowbell here uh, You really trust me with it? Yeah you can do it <laughs> 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 Don't come around here with uh.
1: Take this job and love it. Don't want to
0: see no car drive go down. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I was driving in Norton, and I saw something that I hadn't think- seen before, surprisingly. A truck decal I had never seen before. What it was, was it was on the back of a truck. It was the American flag, and a hand was reaching over to pull the American flag back. To reveal a Confederate flag beneath it.
1: <laughs> so
0: it's like Wait, wait,
1: which side which <laughs> which side of that do they fall on? That's what Were, I they, was... were they speaking truth to power or or, or were they saying like <laughs> that the South's rising again? That's what and I was they're here for.
0: That's what I was trying to figure out. It could mean several different things.
1: Yeah, you could just you could just put that up and then depending upon who you were talking to, just be like, Yeah, man, the South's rising. And then you talk to somebody <laughs> else, be like I'm just showing this bullshit country what it's really what it really is when what you pull the really mask is. back.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean that that that's that's kind of how I felt all week. It's like, man, yeah, it, th- this whole time we should have known it was actually the stars and bars beneath ruling this whole time. man. Why did we see that? What I mean, truly though, if you are a racist, what does that imply? Like, is it, you're pulling back the stage curtain of the American flag to reveal a Confederate flag. Like, I'm just going to assume this guy was probably racist. (laughs) (laughs) Pro-Confederate. Like, what kind of vehicle was it? I mean, if I'm being honest.
1: Was it a racist, was it a racist (laughs) truck? You know a racist truck when you see one.
0: It was a racist truck. all right, all right, all right.
1: (laughs) I I drove a semi-racist truck for a while, and I, I can kind of pick them out. Sometimes the driver will surprise you, but
0: mm-hmm. usually not. Well, maybe this bumper sticker was, yeah, like, yeah, man, it's white supremacy all the way down, man. Man,
1: I'm just here to, <laughs> I'm just here to sound the alarm,
0: right? Which but, is now cowbell. Which bell. is now. A
1: cow-
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if you are a racist, like the message, I guess, is that. Like I, this is my true mask. Like I wear the American flag, yeah. But like my true self, the the non-occluded self, when I'm just by myself,
1: (laughs) the real me. When I'm in Marvin's room, (laughs) like Drake. When I'm the real the the real me is when I'm sitting at home and
0: that's hilarious.
1: Lamenting (laughs) the fall of the. Uh, The the stars and bars
0: The public me is just kind of racist The real me is really racist Racist. The real real me, God But you wouldn't want to be around me When it's just
1: me alone Left to my own devices (laughs) I'm a regular hate machine
0: Yeah, I don't know what... (laughs)
1: The interesting thing about racism is nobody even racists don't- be- really believe they're racist right 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 I mean right, they right. just I mean they are racist, but that, they call it something else
0: well, yeah. all of them are having to make up for the fact that the white race just on just on like its its own merits hasn't really achieved a whole lot I mean <laughs> no really when you get here's the funny I guess to, me being essential essentialist about it like that is probably not helpful though i guess I should, like no nah, we do essentialism
1: on this show it's our, <laughs> it's kind of wild when you think about like you know nowadays like you see a bro that's reading the classics you know like marcus aurelius or uh yeah yeah like, yeah some like greek stuff mm-hmm. but when you really think about it like greeks and italians are basically just like north africans intermingled with
0: you know what yeah. I mean? That's kind of interesting, You're right? In their sch- schematic, yeah, like it all kind of falls apart.
1: But uh, and here's, <laughs> you wouldn't watch the Northman last night, right? I did, yeah, yeah. The, my first thought was, well, I enjoyed it. Then my second thought was. Uh, This is going to carry on the tradition of Fight Club and 300 for a certain type of guy.
0: I thought that was in the first five or ten minutes. There's a certain type of guy that's going to take all the wrong (laughs) lessons from that film. Well, to be honest with you, if I'm being completely honest, T. Ray's movie corner. Dude, I'm really in a corner right now. This is our first time recording here. I have to say, I don't know what lessons you could take from it. Like, me personally, I didn't really, I thought it was a cool movie. Right. Yeah, I thought it was, like, didn't suck. I wasn't ever bored. But I didn't know what lessons. It's kind of a blank canvas in well, a way. Well, uh, the Which lesson. Which is fine. Art the, can just be
1: that. It can just be that. But the lesson I took from it is, your mom can, can too, be a bottom bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well that okay that's not is... mine,
1: but I'm sure a lot of you out there have mothers that aren't great. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, you and I are grew up in a world and are attuned to a certain way of life where like usually the father is the,
1: is the bad one. Father's usually the bad parent. But
0: let me tell you how goddamn stupid I am.
1: I didn't know that like there were like native like Norwegians and like, like Native American. Like, like, like tribes. I see. Like, I thought that the Vikings were like the natives of. Wait, so where were the? It begs Vikings? the question: Where do white people even come from?
0: That is a great question. We got to go
1: back to the history of white people. I used <laughs> to know the answer to this, but <laughs> I think uh, the prevailing theory at one point, at least according to Nell Irvin Painter, was that we just kind of showed up in the Caucasus one day, hence Caucasian. But that
0: doesn't make any sense, really. It would make sense if we were like a COVID-like virus that just showed up and just spread rampantly through human civilization. If you think about it,
1: (laughs) our origins are so in debate, you start to look at something like Nation of Islam, you know, theology, and be like, well, maybe we were made in a lab by Dr. Yacob.
0: Honestly, it's, of all the things on the table, it's not the craziest one. right
1: but i did that blew my mind when i found out about the the native peoples of the different nordic countries and i was like so wait it's not blonde haired blue-eyed berserkers that are are now the (laughs) it's funny to think of vikings as being like this fearsome thing when like now like there's like no scandinavian dude that i'm just trembling my boots for unless it's like (laughs) Unless it's like one of those world's strongest men dudes that are like six five and you know three hundred pounds and like four percent body fat, I wouldn't fuck with one of those guys. But John Q. Swede, I'm, I I'll square up with him any day of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's no disrespect to my Swedish and <laughs> Danish and Norwegian brethren. It's just that uh,
0: they don't. I'm command a
1: surly Scotch Irishman.
0: Right? They don't command the same fear that they once did. That's true.
1: People used to look at... It's funny funny thing. People used to look at them as like a sign of the impending apocalypse when they'd show up. <laughs> their villages were going to be burned. Their women were going to be <laughs> enslaved and worse. And now, <laughs>
0: now, now they show up and they're just going to... You're going to get tasteful furniture from these guys. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get made a mistress to someone who's in like a... You know, sort of like middling, but like... Sexually liberated middle class marriage Oh
1: yeah 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 yeah. You're gonna get great pop music Clean line furniture mm-hmm. But at one point It's just that you know People change over people time People change <laughs> <laughs> That should be a lesson to anyone At one, po- <laughs> one point these guys were Hopping <laughs> off ships and howling like wolves And like eating people alive And now <laughs> It's a lesson for how people can change
0: And now Abba. <laughs> I think the Nell Irvin Painter, the Nell Irvin Painter book was like, I think the point was that there is no real origin to white people; that it's always kind of been a socially constructed category. Right. Right. So, I, which I can get with till
1: till you look at say, uh, Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs>
0: And then, and then they, and then it kind of falls apart. You know what I mean? Like that guy is so white; he's clearly, yeah, he's clear biologically white. Right? <laughs> there's
1: white, constructed white, Italians, Greeks, the aforementioned.
0: Uh huh. But then there's, and then the then there's just objectively white. <laughs> the rest of them they like formed by budding. They're right. not the OG. They're not the patient zero. Right. But
1: even when you go to that extreme, you got the Irish who were so white that they weren't white for a while. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. freakishly white. Oh, yeah.
0: You know, so. Oh, yeah. I, uh, uh, Yeah. Well, I think the point, though, is that, so, wait, so the Irish, though, really were, like, Considered, they really were slaves. They man. really were. As far as I understand,
1: it, the it Irish is. slave myth. Yeah, the much debated Irish slave myth. Is it much debated? I think. Is so. Is it not settled? I think they've. I think they've put it to bed. But it's to
0: bed. They put it to bed. I think it's a myth, man. It's not still up for debate. I think it's no,
1: dude. It's it is up for debate. Well, I mean, it is, but I think the science is in on it. <laughs>
0: So you're saying they did put it to bed. So it's not up for debate. I'm not going to say that. They gave I, it a bunch of Nyquil uh, and Benadryl and uh, put it to rocked bed. rocked it
1: and put it to bed. So <laughs> No, you've always you've always been you've always had upward mobility.
0: Well, the movie, the time frame that that movie takes place in, race did not exist.
1: Right? Well, I have to kind of push back a little bit on that because <laughs> Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's character. Uh-huh. They call her a Slav whore like four or five
0: times. So. They do, but <laughs> I don't think that was uncommon. I think <laughs> I, th- I think that Nell Irvin Painter talks about that. It was perfectly acceptable
1: to do misogyny to Slavic women. I,
0: there was a kind of prejudice that was like based on regional and like ethnic differences, but I think the idea of race, like a biological category was non-existent obviously they didn't even really have biology man time, you have motherfuckers
1: like going around in boats just like trying to get spices and pillage
0: yeah they, they just you love didn't have spices. time to sit down and do a, a Ar- taxonomy of
1: <laughs> what humans look like you know what i mean uh-huh you're right my question with the berserkers and stuff is like how did you know you were adequately like Berserked, berserked, like yeah, you know what I mean. Is it gonna be like, a threshold? How, how do you? How did you know you were just
0: gonna run rough shot over Europe and parts of North Africa it's a, and the it, it, Middle East? It's a, it's a question you everybody should ask you every morning, especially if you're a grinder. Like, am I gonna run roughshod today? Yeah. Am I gonna run roughshod shot today? <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's like, the what, thing. You know what
1: I'm saying? Though, like, what what did you have to weigh your badassness against, though?
0: Well, I guess in their case, it was like the wolves and the bears. They were like, because they were like, ah. Oh. But, I mean, that's the funny thing, though, that, like, the modern hustler, like, grind set guy is no different. Like, if you're truly about that life, like me, you wake, you already were waking up every morning and howling and barking and yeah, screaming. howling at the moon and eating just flesh Shooting constantly. up steroids and not working out, right? <laughs> which is what I love to do. Just doing a cycle, a test, a wind <laughs> straw, but just, you know. I just take steroids recreationally, but no... <laughs> actual just walking around just that tire on your (laughs) bed just for fluid retention you have to you have to do something for this to work like no you Uh. don't i'm waiting just wait all right (laughs) they said it'll take a a couple weeks oh man i don't know the movie was fun i mean i didn't hate it but it's like with so many movies i watch now that have been made post 2020 even like by directors that I like. Like I liked licorice pizza, but it didn't like hang with me for a while. I thought like, it was very mid PTA. Everything is in one ear and out the other. See, I liked it. I thought it was more than mid PTA. Yeah. But you support different aged unions. I, you know. <laughs> you know I do. Only when it's the one, out, like, described in the, that movie. Right, right, right. Like, if Haim was approaching you and you were 16, you were probably gonna try to spit game. See, the, the, like, that's the thing. Like, that movie opens up with him spitting game. People yeah. don't talk about that. Yeah, he's not, she's not the predator. She wasn't the predator. He he singled her out. He was he was spitting game. Right. Honestly, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, it was good. I mean, I liked it. I'm just... I didn't like nice. it as much as Phantom Thread. Now that shit, that shit goes. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, The Northman was fun. It was like, it was, I was, it was like me and one other dude in there. <clears throat> dude, movies are fucking dead. Like the movie theater. Yeah. I don't know if it's like this where you go, yeah. but I've gone to two movies since everything like opened back up. Once yeah. was like, one was The Batman <laughs> and one was The Northman. <laughs> I went to watch <laughs> the, Batman, the Batman,
1: but I was like, I'll catch the 9:30 show, and then I saw the run time was three hours,
0: and I was like, uh, I can't do this tonight. Yeah, so. Nah. it's a, uh, it's it that shit is. You want to talk about mid? Was it mid? It, uh, it's a little less than mid. It's sludge, definitely. Really? <clears throat> yeah. I didn't like it. Uh, but the mo- nobody goes to the movies now <clears throat> in Norton, anyways. When I go, yeah, the run of the place. Yeah, no God. one's there. Like, every, like, everybody's sitting around. All the games are completely empty. Dude, it is it is a ghost town. I cannot describe how depressing it is. I, what do you think that has
1: to do with what, where the industry's at, where it's like there's no, like, mid-budget movies made? I guess, like, The Northman and Licorice Pizza. But like, everything else is either, like, a low-budget indie or, like, yeah. a Marvel
0: movie. I think it's the pandemic. Oh. <laughs> I guess. Or I'm saying, like, why people don't go to the theaters anyways. It's got to be the, because of the pandemic. It just killed it. Like, everybody... It was already a natural trend of people just watching at home and not really going to that movies. But, like... You the, think
1: people are too excitable for the movies now?
0: <laughs> you think, it like, they... Like, like the entertainment is just, like,
1: little bitty chunks, like TikTok, for example. Right. Like, sitting down watching two- to three-hour movies, like... An undertaking for people, where, but
0: they but they must be doing it right. Otherwise, why would they be making these three-hour movies? Man, yeah,
1: no. I mean, I think you're. I mean, somebody is. I mean, it's still viable enough, but it does seem like it's,
0: you know, Mm-hmm. some places. I guess it's just not what it was. I didn't really like the witch, though, to be honest. I know that's sacrilege, but like, I didn't want. I didn't like the witch. I don't really know what it is I'm missing about this director. Because you hate
1: women. It's, that's you're right. This is what it is. Do you
0: have to like witchcraft to appreciate that movie?
1: (laughs) What somebody tweeted the other day. It's like Robert Eggers got in early with the women, and then Mm, later on he goes a little something Mm. just for daddy, a little something for the boys, (laughs) the Northmen,
0: (laughs) the lighthouse. (laughs) Was that a thing that I did not like the witch because it's like a it's like a gender. It, it, does that show my white mayo ass privilege? But yeah. not like no, you did, didn't. You didn't fuck. set your white ass down and watch. it. I walked into a trap just now. Oh, yeah. This whole fucking time I didn't realize that. Wow. Well, um... <laughs> kind of a quiet news week. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, it's uh, it's just one of those weeks when things are happening i don't know uh you want to get into it where to start where to start (laughs) yeah uh where to even jump in at
1: (laughs) really where to even jump in at (laughs) well here's what i've been thinking about i've been thinking about how here's i guess this is probably my naivety about a certain situation, but I just automatically assumed that the culture wars would not just always be used as footballs. You know what I mean? Like, nobody really wanted to overturn Roe. Like, really. You know what I mean? Because I thought, well, and I've said this on the show before, I was like, well, when Bush had control of Congress and the Supreme Court and they had the executive branch like during his era, they could have easily did it then you know what i mean right just as easily as the democrats could have you know like the the big rallying i was like okay let's uh, overturn the filibuster and codify it into law uh-huh. whatever like and they could have easily done that at several times like when obama had a mandate for example when clinton had a mandate you know right um so i don't i don't know I guess I just automatically assume, oh, this is what, this, th- these, the culture wars are the things that people, that powerful people are just going to continue to use as footballs to keep us all
0: like distracted while they like, you know, pillage the coffers or whatever. Right. You know, that it's like a game or sort of, um, not even really a game. I mean, it is a game, but it's also sort of like a duet or something. Yeah. I like, they kind of operate in coordination with each other because they need each other. Right. On a fundamental level. Right. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it was, there was kind
1: of a craven element to um, Biden's, uh, like, sort of posters, like, uh, memo about it or whatever. You just press release about it. Oh,
0: that was ins- incredible. Yeah. I mean, the, the last line was like, get out there and
1: vote. Cause I, because here's what we've been saying for the last couple of weeks like, what the fuck is this guy going to run on next time?
0: Right. Numbers
1: in the toilet. That's why like when we thought like okay, it's going to be canceling student loan debt. Uh-huh. And like I don't know who leaked this thing, right? But it feels like a happy, maybe a happy accident, maybe no happy, maybe no accident at all, but it feels like they're like, "Oh yeah, that's right. We can go play the hits. We got we got to protect Roe." And it's like the funny thing about it is is like their situation is not going to be more flush than it is right now. Right. You know what I mean?
0: It it definitely redounds to their benefit in the short term.
1: Well, here's what I'm saying: absolutely, if you think like that you're going to go uh, in the midterms and they're going to favor the Democrats, like that's a pop dream.
0: Well, I should say it, they think it redounds to their benefits in the short term. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it actually will. Who, who the fuck could, knows? Could, well, because, well, it could the, galvanize the right wingers and say good. I mean like assuming that this was because actually that's an interesting thing like I had been caught up so much in the larger big picture of this that I hadn't even thought about like the question of who leaked it and mm. why very interesting question right. to wonder about cuz like the right wingers have made a big deal about that right like this is an unprecedented you know well, disruption. It's really not, though. <laughs> they said it was like an insurrection like is I think is what they judicial oh insurrection God. is how I think one of them referred to it that Eric Erickson guy I think a judicial insurrection yeah I mean obviously they don't believe any of this no 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 no, no. um I like in in it I is don't even think
1: they get, I really truly don't even give a think they give a fuck about what happens with abortion
0: it is crazy that it was leaked I mean I don't want to like like that is insane I think that that's pretty significant what's your theory about it? I don't know. I think that it could be potentially like a clerk of one of the more progressive judges who thought like... I need this, to sound the alarm like yeah, a Paul Revere situation. It'll be like a civil disobedience thing or and or like, yeah, even maybe like a Daniel Ellsberg thing, something like that, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I got
1: to leak this. This is like my profiles and courage moment. Right,
0: right, yeah. right. Could be. Could Could also be what you kind of hinted at a second ago, maybe more cynical, like... Planned thing by the Democrats to sort of like leak it. I don't know when so they I would, would just save the midterm,
1: try their best to save the midterm. That's
0: a good question. When would they have even announced it if it hadn't have been leaked? Like
1: June or July, I think they said. Interesting. Right. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens now. Um, but <clears throat> so that that is, I do think it's significant that it was leaked. I do also think. It's extremely significant that it was that it is going to be overturned because that doesn't happen a lot. Mm. Like these landmark cases, like even when they swear them in through the Senate hearings or whatever, like, will you uphold Roe v. Wade or whatever? And obviously they just bullshit and lie their entire way through it. And that was the whole Kavanaugh thing. He not only lied through that part, but through every part of his Ah. hearing. Um, but I, but but I do think it is interesting and says a lot about the current moment we're in that you have a major reversal on a, uh, you know, a major case like that. It feels, it feels so. It, it, well, and as a result, what happened online and the the discourse around all this was, so like. That that Jurassic Park, that new Jurassic Park movie was like I felt the same kind of like bleak emptiness that I did when I saw the Joe Biden like get out there and vote. Yeah, yeah, it is <laughs> it's very comparable. Let me tell you what I think it pertains to. <laughs>
1: I think it pertains to this sort of like eternal childhoods we find ourselves in like uh-huh. this sort of arrested development, yeah. Where like you know we're just eternally fourteen and fifteen years old now. That's why they keep selling us this shit uh-huh. to keep us in that nostalgic sweet spot right before we had any responsibilities or duties or had to become adults, or uh-huh. whatever it is. I I I can't articulate that connection properly, but I think they're related. The two things are related.
0: Well, what it is, yeah, it it is, you're absolutely right. It's just that sort of surreal, uncanny feeling before the real world slaps the shit out of you. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Let's it's just, keep them hopped up on Spider-Man
1: <laughs> and fucking, uh, you know. I mean, every day, like, it's, sometimes it's just craving what they bring back, you know. But.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it, I don't know, man. It is strange. I've, and I've been thinking about this, too. I've been thinking about this, sort of idea of this longer project. I guess ever since I've just been trafficking in the world of leftism, I think I've adopted that like well, this is just a football thing. Before, I was trying to think how I thought about this before, right? Uh-huh. And I remember very specifically. I've told I think I've told this story on the show before. It was when we did that uh Bethel, the episode about Bethel, the Christian Hogwarts place. Yes. I had this dude, Sam, that I went to high school with that we were lifeguards at the pool together in the summertime, and I remember him saying to me that do you remember anything called the ramp? Mm Like it was like a Christian Around here? No, 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 no. I think like, it's like a national, national thing. thing. Yeah, it's like I a ramp so. like they they were like <sighs> And somebody out here I'm probably jumbling Like four or five Different things together But like They were like the kids That would go With like the Tape over their mouths And stuff To protest like abortion And like Pretend to be dead fetuses Like on the Yeah 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 In front of the Capitol yeah, yeah, And stuff yeah, yeah. like that Well Sam was into all that And he came back And was like Telling me that like And this is like 2004 2005 When he's telling me this Just been to college And he was like Yeah man He was like um When Bush Named Sam Alito to the Supreme Court, like that was a prophecy. I was like, "What do you mean?" It's like it's a prophecy that they're going to they're going to end abortion. So like, oh, there's a whole oh, generation God. of those Christian Hogwarts people that view Sam Alito as like God's man that was sent to end abortion, right?
0: And now they they've been proven correct,
1: and they've been <laughs> they're not they weren't wrong. But here's the here's the crazy thing, like they, this shit got into the muck, weird man, because he would be like. Yeah, man, he was like, and the other prophetic sign that our pastor was telling us about was like, I think it was like something called the U.S. Bank building or some building they had built across the street from the Supreme Court building. And they said, it's no coincidence that Alito was like named to the Supreme Court when they built this building, which is in the shape of an arrow. So think about it. And I was like. It's like, no, the arrow is pointing at the Supreme Court. So like it's Alito is like God's man that's pulling the arrow. And it's like you think this building named after like a bank or something that sh- might have a point <laughs> in end of it. That's point. crazy. Yeah, but like they took all these like just innocuous things, or not you know, just banal things and just sort of like in the aggregate said like these were all prophecies from God that like
0: mm-hmm.
1: Abortion was going to end, which is like, why did they drag that out so long? You know, they could have did it under Bush.
0: I mean, look, this tweet, this tweet I just saw. If it's possible, I would love to be living through less history, fewer history, if I could. If we're going to change anything, we're going to have to stop fucking living uh, like we do
1: afraid of the moment, af- afraid of history, afraid yeah. of history. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Ultimately, dude, that's what we're
1: talking about here. These people aren't afraid of history.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I think they are, but in a different way. I don't, I, I've been having such a hard time articulating like, so when we talked two weeks well, ago about the J.D. Vance thing, right. like, are these people for real? Are they really fucking about this life? Like, are they, when they say they want to overthrow the government, are they fully prepared and um, you know, prepared for what that entails? Or like, because I do think that the same sort of inertia that keeps us all scared of history might also be present on some parts of the right. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, they're not
1: afraid of history. They are afraid of history in the sense that, like, they're reactionaries, right? Which is, like, just being... Uh, just living in fear of your power being taken from you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then now it's like... Uh, Corey Robbins got that great quote that, in the that uh, Reactionary Mind book where he's like, the conservatism is the felt experience. And I'm going to botch this, but basically the essence of it is like having power, sin, it threatened. And then like, what are you going to do to win it back? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And the, what they do is scapegoat and all these things. Hey, not treading any new territory here. But they are afraid in that sense. and they, And this could be this could be a moment for the left, right? Because this feels like where, do, where does this, where do these people go from here? And I know we like to, you know, get on our doomer shit and talk about like, um, you know, like, well, there's no absolutes in human misery or anything like that, and and that's certainly true <laughs> to to some degree. But there's also possibilities that, uh, uh, you know,
0: I'm just so fucking sick of having the same goddamn ten debates. Over and over. It and was over. amazing.
1: It was amazing yesterday. This whole this like thing that everybody's been wondering, is this ever going to happen? You know, like this very historical thing. And all we could muster was Bernie, Hillary, Susan Saranda. <laughs> Depending upon what you, what your bin was, it was one of those people's faults. As if this hasn't been a project for the last 70 years, at least the threat of it anyway. Yeah you yeah, know
0: it's phenomenal
1: as I, I just didn't say anything. well i bit. mean I so like, like
0: you could <sighs> take that several ways and say like look um because i saw people sharing like various you know quote t- tweets from various politicians like they still just won't get it they still refuse to learn and i'm like i know it's cliche to say this but i don't think it has really sunk in with a vast majority of people on the left. I do think this has sunk in with working people. Working people know this, but the vast majority of the intelligentsia left still holds out some bit of hope yeah. that the Democrats might do the right thing. Yeah. This is what it's, it's so phenomenal to watch this. Yeah. Just like they still don't get it. They're still not learning. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. It helps them. If, if for this to happen, that is beneficial to them in the short term. And that's all they fucking care about.
1: Yeah. 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 It is. It's um, so, like, know. how do
0: you get past that? Yeah. I don't know, dude. Yeah.
1: They, it, it's amazing that they can't, it is, you know, it's kind of, I was thinking about this on the way here today. It's like, you know. Like, the Democrats, the reason they fail is, like, I mean, if to use a biblical allegory, it's like they're double-minded people, unstable in all their ways. You can't serve God and mammon, and they want to try to serve God and mammon. Uh And that's why they've rendered themselves completely ineffectual. Conservatives know who they serve. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. There's no doubt about that. Now, the left has to ask the question, do you want to be a liberal and be torn between, you know, trying to serve God and mammon, or do you want to have a very clear articulation of, what you want to do and what you want the future to be, and um, and and that's and and I don't mean to make that sound like just like a
0: call to arms, boys. That's a very right. that's a very hard question to wrestle with. Well, it's it's ultimately it's really frustrating to just even talk about it on a one on one basis with just you because nothing we say has any bearing on anything whatsoever. It's just two people. Pissed off, ranting. Right, right, right. Because, like, ultimately, nothing I say, which is fine, which is which fine,
1: that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, everything doesn't have to be insightful. I do this for me too, you know. So that's true.
0: That uh, is true. I guess I just keep coming back to that it question, though: of Are you afraid of history? Yeah. <laughs> because, like, it, I think you're probably right. Certainly, the Q people aren't afraid of history. <laughs> yeah. 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 now like i don't know i just thought that like and i don't want to like pick on the person that tweeted that who the fuck knows who even originally tweeted it? it's like got a million fucking retweets so they probably picked plucked it off t- tumblr who, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they probably stole it from someone else on twitter like right. so who the fuck even knows but as a sentiment i do think it's interesting it's like a graffiti scroll in an alleyway yeah. like i wish history was not asking it to me like happening to me like at what point that is what it is to be human at what (laughs) point do you fucking look history in the eye and just say like all right
1: yeah well i mean that's i mean you know we were talking earlier about that being perpetually 14 years old and i think there's a paralysis that happens with that 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 has to do with this right that has to do with like i don't i I have to fight the future i have to fight what's coming because somehow it's going to be bad because we've been led to believe it's going to be bad yeah. You know what I mean? Every, these big disaster movies, the year 2000, like everything suggests that history is just going to keep dwindling and getting worse and worse and worse and worse. When people think about the future, they don't ever think about things getting better. Right. Rarely. You know what I mean? Like, I've lived my whole life just waiting for this big boom event to happen.
0: You know what I mean? Well, dude, I don't know. A lot of people like in the NGO non-profit left I think probably do have to have some sort of conception of history as like a a linear path, I yeah. guess, well, here's what I think I think that's interesting to think about. like I said maybe why I had so much uh stomach indigestion when I worked at an opera <laughs> well, you know what it's I'm... like that it like it's its conception of history kind of like as you know a principle or as at its fundamental yeah root kind of clashes with. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was thinking about the Bob Dylan quote about, you know, you have to serve somebody. That's why I thought about the serving God and mammon and all that kind of stuff. But there is, there's something else I've been kind of thinking of tangentially related to this about the, the temptations of Christ, right? Uh-huh. So what does he do? Like, fundamentally, like, strip away all the religious context and, you know, what that means for your eternal destiny and everything. What happens is Satan takes him out and he shows him all the kingdoms of the world and he says, this is... This is all going to be yours if you'll just kneel to me. And uh-huh. So the first temptation, he he rejects power. And right. then the final temptation, he accepts powerlessness. Right. Right. And so, like, I feel like you there's there's ways that you can that events unfolding can be provable, kind of using that as sort of a reference point because it's like if your heart and your will and everything lies with the powerless, then what happens? Then your numbers something happens to your numbers and they can't kill all of us. Right. So you kinda get access to power that way. But it that takes a rejection of power. And in my mind this is where liberals and where like the NGO left fails because like they don't try they don't try to ingratiate themselves to the powerless. They try to ingratiate themselves to the powerful, thinking that it's gonna be
0: They do a double motion. Right. They try to appear to the people in power that they have access to the people in the streets. And they try to appear to the people in the streets, the streets that they have access to the people in
1: power. You don't need the people in power. You need to become the people in power. Right, you know? right. So, I think... Uh, I don't know. I've just th- I've been thinking a lot about that question about where power lays and like what that means for our enemies here, particularly in this situation, and then what does it mean for like the left going forward.
0: I've been thinking about that, too. Because as we pointed out on the Patreon a few days ago or not pointed out but like we're asking like what even is the nation state yeah you know what i mean like what does it mean for it to have a substantial transformation of its political system yeah like i'm not talking about political economy i'm talking about like a constitutional quote-unquote crisis i mean like a lot of people talk about that yeah and i know it's probably like the topic du jour at all the salons.
1: <laughs> I wonder if anybody can't busted in the doors of the salon today and was like, <laughs> "By God, we've got a constitu- another constitutional crap. Cra- I thought that died out with Trump. <laughs> What's funny is that, like, I don't think the left is engaged. I know, he does he do, such a weird term to use because it's just, you know. uh, it refers to a lot of people, and I don't want to paint with too broad a brush, but I've been thinking about like if the Trump era has taught us anything, it's that like these institutions are rickety as hell. So why why can't we leverage that? Like, why do we have to obey the Supreme Court? You know what I mean? Like, really. Well, it feels like the one disconnect where it's like, oh, this is the ultimate authority. But do you think John Q guy in the military gives a fuck what Ruth Bader Ginsburg has, has interprets the law?
0: I guess it's... I don't know. I don't know. It depends because in states like Texas, they are setting up institutions to actually... Or re- retrofitting institutions to go after abortion providers. Right, yeah. So, like... It depends, I guess, on the state itself. What is so stunning, even to me? Well, that's
1: the other issue: is like, what are we going to do about the states? Because... Well, that's
0: the thi- that's the thing. Like, I keep coming back to, and so, like, f- so you know, I was telling you, like, you, you see the same arguments and everything, and like one of the memes I saw um, from various people on the left is like, you know, quoting like a Democrat account of Joe Biden telling people to go out there and vote or something like that, and just you know, with the "no country for old men" like. If what is is this the road, yeah, 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 the legend or whatever. So it's like I guess that could be an expression of powerlessness and an inability to affect the Democrats or anything like that. Um, But if that is the case, like I think it probably also necessitates then some rethinking of what our institution on the left is, because for it to be. The, the biggest one, just off the top of my head, DSA, for it to be the organization that was started to pull the Democratic Party to the left, I think we need to come to terms with the fact that that's obviously never happening. And so it's like, I don't think that you can also quote the account with the meme about if did the road that you took got here or whatever. It's like, we also probably should be asking ourselves that. And I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just difficult for me to say, and you'd hate to sound like preachy or whatever, but it's difficult because it's like, okay, well, then the solution is like bombing stuff. But, like, does it have to be that? Does, it, does the alternative have to be, like, some sort of violent—I um, mean, or are those the terms that the state has has— set before you it seems like the terms that they've said before is like you can either go within the proper channels within dsa and these other approved we'll, we'll talk shit about them and get pissed off at them when they write critis, critical articles about our uh policy in ukraine but ultimately it's okay or you can blow up pipelines why does it have to be just those two options right like what could can't there be <laughs> why a- can't the dsa bomb pipelines <laughs> for example
1: no no i
0: but, like, why can't there be another option? Like, whether it's an ins- a social form, a specific institution, a rethinking of our relationship to political economy itself. Mm. This is what I was getting at when I was saying that I think that there might be a transformation in, like, social property relations going on right now. Mm. And maybe we should start rethinking how we can resist that, if that is the case. Yeah. Because, like, when we read was, that article, like, we read about jd vance in them last week i don't think it's a coincidence that peter till is funding them and i don't think it's a coincidence that elon musk is now making a move to acquire twitter and you know like there are larger things going on behind the scenes that show that the powerful people in silicon valley with a vision of the future beyond this crisis that we all know is in front of us but that no one can articulate or, or name or say what it is, we all have our own for, individual... For a
1: small piece of their uh, net worth, they can acquire all of our thoughts over the last 14... 50, all of our
0: published yes. thoughts over the last 14... I, 50. I think for them, the resolution of the all of the contradictions that the cri- the impending climate crisis brings, the impending economic crisis brings, because, again, watching that Jurassic Park trailer with the, the dinosaur, la- uh, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and... Uh, Gold Bloom. You know what like, they
1: should do? They should bring back the original dinosaur
0: because, like, you know, it's probably all rickety as hell. And, like, it's skin. <laughs> they're just like, put it there in the picture. It's like. <laughs> someone, is, someone has not made a joke. Someone needs to make a joke about the dinosaur actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are the dinosaurs? At? But, like, that trailer gave me just the sinking feeling, like, Talking to Rich last week about the music industry, like at this point, these corporations are just paying themselves with their own money, yeah. Because you know they're just setting up shell uh, corporations, stuff like that. So what they're trying to do now is because there's, I guess, there's no productive capacity left in the economy. That's my question. They can't can't find five million more workers to proletarianize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's my
1: my question. Is like, do we need a, a critique of like? of immaterialism because it seems like that's like what, uh, what they're like at
0: least prescribing value or ascribing value to. I think that they they're think. S- they're saying that like you, Tom Sexton, the person, what do you have control over on a day to day basis? I guess you can go out, walk to the post, uh, to the post office box. <laughs> You've your key in it. Uh, you get your mail. a couple death threats. <laughs> <laughs> death threat, death threat, bill, death threat, bill, bill, death threat. <laughs> um, but like, what makes you you? I guess it's just like your physical form. Yeah. But like, I think they're starting to, say, and traditionally, there was this distinction between private property, as conceived by Locke and these guys, something that's created when you Mix labor with it and create exchange value. Yeah. There was a distinction between that and personal property. Yeah. Your personal house, your gadgets, your pictures, your photos, your cherished memories, yeah. your health, even that. Yeah. And I think that they are starting to say no, actually, that all belongs to us too. That your house belongs to us. Your health belongs to us. Your reproductive rights belong to us. It all belongs to us and I think that Honestly, if you want to talk about like with it was COVID an op or not, it kind of doesn't matter ultimately because it served that function. It, it redefined the boundaries between what is you and what isn't you. Yeah. With this like argument over vaccines and all this other stuff that it happened at this time. Yeah. So it's like I think that this I think this is a transformation going on right now in like our sort of social property relations. No one can name it. Yeah. But everybody is trying to get out ahead of it. And I think yeah. that's why Teal and them have Sort of landed on monarchy because they 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 like all right well we'll just manage these contradictions by a strong man bringing back feudal social relations and just,
1: I'll live for, I can I'll live forever because I do the children's blood infusion right I love stuff forever, your forever, obsession right, right. with living forever should tell us a lot of what they're afraid of yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> history yeah they are afraid of history yeah. too well no matter how much they fucking front they're just as fucking afraid of it as anybody yeah. else
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it's like this is the whole conservative project, too, is because like all of these people's intellectual forebears are people whose whole worldview and their like approach to jurisprudence was informed by their fear of what the Haitians did to the French, <laughs> what the Jacobins did to. Th- you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's like, like, you know, when we were talking a little bit ago about like their fear, they are afraid they oh, are yeah. they are ultimately afraid, and that's why they've sort of, like, if you want to talk about, like, what they've done infrastructurally with the mainstream, they've padded up the judiciary for generations with all these reactionary minds, right? They've, like, given police, like, unfettered rain in the streets and convinced otherwise well-meaning people that these people are honest brokers for the most part except for a few bad apples. Uh-huh. And basically it's it kind of pertains to what we were talking about last week with, like... The liberals build out the infrastructure, and then the real psychopaths get a hold of it and really run roughshod again (laughs) like the berserkers over it. Uh, But really, these people are ultimately afraid of subjugated people cutting their fucking hands off.
0: Yeah, they they truly are. That's what they really are afraid of. The problem of the left, though, and the reason why we just keep circling around the drain here and nobody has any answers and nobody even us bitching about everyone from us bitching about it to everyone in the NGOs and even in DSA and even up to Bernie is that I think this is a big part, part of it in the sort of development of the internet and social media of the last 20 or 30 years. Like you see these articles all the time in the Atlantic, like how the internet ruined or, you know ruined everything social media ruined everyone. They are correct, but not for <laughs> not the reasons they fight. not the reasons they think they are. I think that a big issue here, at least as it pertains to the left, I can't really speak to what it means for like when George Packer at the at the Atlantic writes an article like this, which I feel like he has. Yeah, But I think for the left anyways, what you're talking about is space. Mm. And I said this on the show Two weeks ago, when we did the Vanity Fair article, but I think it's a problem for the left, which is space. Where do you go? Like to, space, like, <laughs> like or like actual like places
1: you can occupy.
0: The place of agitation, yeah, the, yeah. the like the space of agitation. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like as so, obviously there is the workplace, but I think the natural drift over time, like the trends, are less and less people working together and more and more people working isolated um algorithmically segregated uh silos even down to the fucking workers at like walmart and stuff Mm -hmm. i mean it's still going to be a ways off uh because obviously they still depend on each other and work on and work with each other and talk to each other Mm -hmm. and can build a common you know sort of world shared worldview about the world and maybe organized for the things but over time i think that with computers and robots like they will eventually each of them will not work with you will never see another co-worker it'll be like you and a robot working somewhere you know what i mean like yeah. I, I, I just think that like through that f- fragmentation of the production process that. It's it, cre- it creates an issue of space like where do you go to organize then mm. and like I said the Bernie thing was kind of a way to get at that because it acknowledged that like unions and organized labor had been just demolished out, yeah. yeah over years but at the same time if you're trying to build a grassroots movement where do you go. Okay. Well, we'll go to people's front doors. Like, and that's why canvassing was kind of fetishized for a while, right? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, people love to fucking talk about it. Like,
1: it was it was kind of like the political version of going to like a, a faux old timey <laughs> You know what
0: I mean? <laughs> it kind of was. You're right. I mean, it really kind of was. Yeah, I mean, like people, of course, did that even back in the day. Like I remember people doing that for various environmental causes and stuff, even back in the '90s and 2000s. But this seemed to have a more. It, it almost kind of like seemed to ha- be like praxis. People talked about it like that. Anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so it's just like that. But that was getting at a real issue here. It's like, what is the space you go to? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is a lot of us don't have. Uh, i don't know we just don't have like street corner i guess you could scream at people on the street corner and and hang a sign that way
1: for your neck and ring a bell
0: but that is ultimately why it's equally frustrating to like criticize the left because the tools and the spaces that you go the tools you work with and the spaces you go to organize they're just not the same that they were 20, 30 years ago. Hmm. So it's like, it's almost unfair to criticize any of us because <laughs> things have changed so rapidly and so fast, we don't even have a grasp on any of it. Yeah. And that's why, like, the social conditions just aren't ripe. Yeah. And that's it, the social conditions are ripe for reaction, obviously. They're ripe for, I mean. Yeah, this is the gut. This is the hot for them. Right. But, I mean, it's, it's just, um, it is interesting. It, it is an interesting uh, thing that, like, I wonder how you would explain to yourself if you were a kind of liberal who still has trust in a lot of these institutions and organizations. How you would explain it to yourself the fact that the Democrats had control of the White House and both chambers of Congress, while abortion was essentially uh, banned. Yeah. How would you? Yeah. I, I like, yeah. Hat. To... <laughs> it's
1: just so. It's so maddening, dude, because it just nullifies everything they've been screaming at us.
0: Yeah, it's just about. like, I mean, I honestly, it would not surprise me if they lost big time in the midterms and then lost in 2024. If you won't see a kind of like gradual falling away of like those kind of like mid-level voters, mm-hmm. um, people who, you know, they're not like the suburb voters. Uh, they're people who just like vote diligently mm-hmm. for the Democrat. I mean, I, I don't see how you wouldn't look at that with some sort of disillusionment no and you're not and you're not attracting
1: certainly not attracting any new people you know by another thing is too it's just like the politics of fear it's like well, you better vote for us because this thing has been taken away from you but they never tell you like what how they're going to add value to your life in any substantive way
0: that statement from biden was truly sociopathic it was was a threat people did not read it that way but it was it was a threat like Better vote for us. And then it's so it's
1: so <laughs> schizophrenic because, well, the same time that you're yelling this, like Nancy Pelosi's actively voting for anti-choice people. I mean, as, as Comrade Susan Sarandon pointed out, Tim Kaine was anti-abortion. Anti-abortion.
0: You know? right. it's like you well, can't, that's what I'm talking about. Like, how long are we going to entertain this delusion that, like, no. these people literally don't care? Yeah. I mean— when I look back at, like,
1: all these old, like, Edmund Burke and all these, like, what we were talking about, the ideological forebears of the Melitos and all these Cretans doing this shit right now. Like, and you read, look, what they had to say in the 18th century and 17th century and stuff like that, where they were like, certain professions should not, we, we have to make sure that certain professions, and they name, like, you know thatcher goat herd you know, whatever it was at the time like <laughs> these people like we need to have them suppressed like they can never be allowed to like that's their that's been their whole project right, right. That you have to have a subordinate class of people that do certain jobs and then you have a ruling class of people that do other types of things and it's like left like marxism uh, well, you know like our conception of marxism leftism all that stuff is the only antidote That addresses that head-on. Liberalism doesn't do that. Liberalism instead tries to neutralize, like Marxism, in a way. You know what I mean? It's like a stumbling block. Like liberalism is satanic in the sense that it is adversarial to a left project, and it is, Uh it like if you really want to take like the Greek definition of like (laughs) Satan, Satan. which means stumbling, like a stumbling block. Uh They are they are Satanists. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) In the most literal sense, the, the liberals are Satanists. Well, it's like I've said before. Actually, if we set our sights on them, it would be a good appetizer for the actual main course. I mean, but I mean, but really, I don't know how you say that and like do it. It's one thing for us to say it, but I don't know how you actually do
1: it. Yeah, I don't have that. that
0: That's that's the game that they've made, and it's really maddening because they've they have all encircled us in a trap. And yeah. said, like, you can't get out.
1: Well, it's like, okay, we could write and take to the streets, but then it's like, they've conquered our attention spans, right? It's like the George Floyd thing had great energy, and then it kind of dissipated. Yeah. And I'm I'm that's, I'm being self-crit included. I wasn't out there doing any sort of counter-insurrection well, after,
0: like, a couple of <clears throat> nights. You know what I mean? Both of them run on a fear motive. I the, mean, the, the, the Republicans are like, we're coming for you we will fucking murder you we're coming for your ass and, were, and the democrats are also running on a, a, a fear platform which is like we'll let them do it but don't, we'll let them do it they're playing not to lose yeah right if you exactly. don't vote for us we're gonna let them do it but they're gonna let them do it anyway yeah right that's, like,
1: a, that's effectively what biden's saying with that statement right 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 if you right, don't right. vote for us this is your fate right and the mm-hmm. conservatives are saying we're gonna fucking kill you mm-hmm. if you like get down or lay down you're either with us or not and then the left is saying, no, we can imagine other futures other than what the two sort of dated things that y'all are saying. But it's like but it's like all of our tactics are sort of they have like a they've figured out an answer for, you know, billion-dollar police forces in the streets. Like uh-huh. that's the most obvious thing, right? Right. You know, uh, but so it's... The, the
0: Democratic Party, though, and it's sort of like NGO-adjacent, you know, and corollary groupings yeah. is also a tactic, though. I mean, it is... In the same way that policing is the, you know, the hard thing that hits you over the head, it's the soft power, you know, the, the yeah. Democratic Party and everything else. Yeah. Like it's really a, an insane, a really truly insane phenomenon. Like when you look at it just on its own terms, just on the face of it. Mm. G- just that you have one party that is insanely genocidal and the other party that is insanely nihilistic mm-hmm. and says like you know we're going to let them do it just keep voting for us and there will always be people who make that bargain we'll I mean, stave off
1: the barbarians at the gate but it's going to cost you one at the ballot box right and then like they just like let <laughs> the, a few, they they instead of letting all let the gates bust down all of them rush through they, they just let, let a few let, like, through at, t- at a yeah. time and so it's like keep just enough to keep things Shitty,
0: but not like right overran. Well, that's know? the thing that gets back to what we were saying earlier. Like, if this is if this leak was planned, if it was someone who was like they're doing their profiles and courage moment, or was it like Jenny Thomas? Clarence Thomas is That'd be something. a curveball.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard somebody float that. I was like, because oh, so you remember, you like you a couple, it're... remember a couple weeks ago, and everybody was like, I guess people had found out that she knew about like January some, 6th. Yeah. And like, all that oh, stuff. she's
0: a full. She's like a true believer in that in all the QAnon stuff.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that wild? We have somebody that's a true believer in the Q storm that is married to Supreme <laughs> Court Justice. Dude, I'm telling you, it's it's uh.
0: Well, the the crazy thing <laughs> is,
1: Sam Alito has
0: there has his way. Jenny and Clarence got to break up interracial marriage. The, the the insane thing to me about this is like, and I know it's kind of getting at the whole argument around hypocrisies. But it's really not because it's also it's just a fascinating thing. Like when you talk about privacy, and obviously when you're talking about abortion and medical data and uh, information that is privacy, it is so incredible to me. And again, maybe this just shows how much of a rube I am that these like stalwart, like you know, originalists, whatever, lawyers, Supreme Court justices, or whatever, from Thomas to Alito to. Scalia like they don't see it in those terms obviously they I mean it's just like it's I don't, I don't know I don't know it's like they they don't have they don't see it in those they don't see it as like that you have a right to privacy in that yeah. regard to me that's the thing like maybe that's I don't know this kind of gets back to what we were saying well earlier. they have
1: to do it right they have to make sure that we're not gonna be like the Jacobins or the Haitian Slave revolt, and you know, that's like part well, that's, part of all this. Did you see the article going around about Teal and like it basically his data companies had funded this like spying on like the Navajo Nation? And dude, did you see that story?
0: Dude, that story is fucking crazy. Not only were they doing that, dude, they like they were giving money to, I think, what's what was it? Oh, this is a different story, it's not Teal, but I did see like the Teal thing that you were talking about. Um, hold on. Let me find the Till thing real quick, bro. It'll take me just a second. CDC, no, it is the CDC thing. CDC bought location data tracking tens of millions of people from a Peter Tillbeck spy firm. Um, use cases included hourly monitoring of activity in curfew zones, activity in schools and houses of worship, and monitoring the Navajo Nation. Dude, it is exactly what I'm saying. Like, they are trying to redefine the limits of like what is property. And so like private property wasn't enough for them. Now they are going even further, and I think that this has this has implications for what the mode of production is. Yeah. Like when people say like oh neo-feudalism with capitalist characteristics. Oh, yeah. Like I think it might be capitalism with neo-feudalist characteristics. characteristics. But like that is true if you have like a surplus population and like all of them have to have surplus it, their own amount of surplus extracted out of them and kicked up. What do you call that? Yeah. Like it's, it is ca- it's, It takes place under the capitalist mode of production, but it is a feudal relationship, whether yeah. it's like your own health kicking up health premiums or the data on your phone. That isn't yours mm-hmm. anymore. The pictures of you and your family, they don't belong to you. All your dick pics, all your dick pics, <laughs> no longer your own, <laughs> not yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's just, and it's, I don't know. It's just really astonishing to see. I, I, I don't know. I think that this decision falls in line with that. Yeah. I think that it is consistent with what we're seeing across the board right now, which is that like they have to start figuring out ways in the same way that John Locke and them were seeing changes in the English countryside in social property relations and they had to start sort of working backwards and justify it in the moment with things like prop- private property and enclosure and exchange value and everything. They're also doing this even at the Supreme Court. And I think that's why that case can get through now while, when it couldn't 20 years ago. They're able to roll back row now than they couldn't 20 years ago. Who just
1: like considered the hit list of the Supreme Court just in the last 25 years? Yeah. A stolen election. Uh, they like gave unfettered amounts of money allowed unfettered mon- amounts of money to flow through politics so it's
0: that's another thing actually now that you think about it. Our friend Katie mentioned this to me the other day. She was like an interesting thing to think about in this regard if we are talking about a like change in property, and not only that we're we 're ultimately talking about a a transformation in how we view ourselves and what humanity yeah. is and what a human is. But, like, when you're talking about, like, yeah, corporations being people, it is an interesting shifting of the goalposts of what we consider. And it's and it's crazy. Like, they act like them now. Like, corporations do act like people. Like, did you see this thing, like, where Amazon is saying, like, they will pay for abortions for oh, the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, like, I don't know. There's a lot of things I'd like to get in a time machine and go back and, like, tell Marx about. But could you imagine the look on his face when you told him that? that like they're trying to cynically appropriate social justice causes in a w- in a way to bust union <laughs> like yeah, worker or like, organization 9999 nine, nine, nine. <laughs> in a way to like <laughs> bust you worker organization that yeah. is phenomenal yeah and I, and again that's the trap that the the liberals have sort of encircled us in yeah it's fucking crazy oh man
1: yeah it is true it's like yeah it's like uh yeah, liberals have set the trap, and now it's like we're just waiting to get picked
0: off from the real monsters. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of why, like, JD Vance is. I can't believe. <laughs> That's, I can't believe I mean, I'm it's saying an amazing this. Feat, dude. But I made this joke on the uh, Antifa. What? Everybody, go check that out. By the way, um, we did a, like a, a sort of like. Revisiting Origi's thesis. Uh, oh, I was telling you about it earlier, yeah. but I was talking about. I uh, said this joke on there. It's like it just entertained me for a minute. Like, could you imagine? You know, JD Vance like makes it through the Senate, like and like makes it through all the halls of power, and he does become our next Adolf Hitler. Like that would mean that his mind comp was Hillbilly. What's Hillbilly? <laughs> like people, three four hundred years in the future, having to like talk about that and explain it,
1: explain like this was the start.
0: of... <laughs> he laid it all out. Yeah. God. It it ultimately is spe- It would speak to just how even cruder and stupider things are. Yeah. Like that, hillbilly Elegy is like <laughs> this world shattering document. Just this milk toast, like like. Just totally the signs mid- were
1: all there, man. <laughs> Everybody's like, Well, wow, I don't really get it. It's kind of yeah, just...
0: a middling uh, memoir just uh, becomes a world shattering document.
1: Well, they, people like like its reputation precedes itself because I see I see, like I saw Silas House tweet this today. And it was like JD Vance's and twenty five years in like literature, JD Vance's book is the only one I've publicly bashed because him and his ideas <laughs> are dangerous. And it's like yeah, it's like, hey, you it's be- almost like the legend around that has, like, propelled him to, like, higher heights in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, in the same yeah. way that, like, we, we always, like, wheel our way into disaster, like, just our conception of, like, this disastrous end in the future. <laughs> you know, like, Adam Curtis talks about the big disaster films, like, portending, like, 9-11 and so forth. In a way, we've, like, gassed J.D. Vance up to such a degree. Uh-huh. That like we have created, like the
0: character. The character. You know what I mean? Well, it's I, it's why when I look at him and think about him and reading him about him in that article, and like, he's dangerous. He's it's like if we just shut the fuck up, he probably would never have. No, it's the, the <laughs> thing. The thing that like gives me the the same uneasy, like bleak feeling in the pit of my stomach that I get watching the dra- the new Jurassic Park trailer <laughs> with the dinosaur. <laughs> that, was, that was really formative for you. <laughs> <laughs> The same thing that fucks me up about that.
1: Your 30s will be marked by the time you saw the Jurassic Park trailer. (laughs) When
0: you think about your 30s, you're going to be like... "Mm -hmm." (laughs) It wasn't the same after that. The reason why is like... You see... You see the sadness and bleakness behind the production. You know what I'm saying? like So... We know J.D., right? Like, I've never met him personally, but we kn- we have friends that are friends with him. I remember- we know him, like, uh, through our social circles. Through friends of friends. friends he of even friends.
1: sent me a message one time like that when we first came out. I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but he sent me a message one time, and he was like, it was when uh, the Lexington paper said that we eviscerated him on our first uh, podcast or whatever, and that
0: he had tweeted, I don't know about eviscerated. But he sent me a message. Um, I always wanted to eviscerate. when I watched those like Christopher Hitchens videos at like twenty two, like I oh. can't wait to eviscerate somebody someday. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to get into the invis- evisceration evis- <laughs> business. It's
1: <laughs> it's just means diss, but that sounds so much harder than just dissing somebody. Uh, uh-huh. But he was like he sent me a message, he was just like drinks on me next time I'm in Weissberg
0: or something like that. It's like, God, I don't want to lie. You know what I mean? The thing about him that... um, He was playing that good sport thing about it. Yeah, the thing... thing, And he does that with James in the Vanity Fair article, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The thing is about him that gives me the uneasy feeling in the pit of my stomach is he's, A, he's obviously like a blank canvas. Like, he has been the vehicle that various people have pasted Things on to like peter till for yeah. example um but b it's like he's ultimately a pathetic figure he's a pathetic cowardly human being and i know this personally and so what is crazy is watching a pathetic coward be dressed up in all of the uh, attire and given the scepter and all this other stuff of like like this like tyrant king yeah of of someone who is an Embodiments of a specific like era and set of social forces yeah I, you know i'm I'm kind of like overselling it here just because
1: uh I don't think you are because but, of perception's reality the way people have talked about him in this book and everything is like to the uninitiated if you were just to drift into the a, the average like appalachian studies sphere right like you tuned into Appalachia. And you didn't know who J D Vance was or anything. You would, uh-huh. you would think we were dealing with a Mein Kampf Hitler situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I mean, and we we were on that tip early. I'm not going to say we I, we weren't. I mean, it, we weren't we weren't that sensationalist about it. You know what I mean? But I feel like the collect like what we've just been saying like the collective sort of um, I don't know the way we've ascribed all these like superhuman abilities to him. Like he he's going to destroy the, the and it's like. I never could have imagined him being, like, this kind of figure three or four years ago. Uh Uh-huh. I could see him running for office or something like that. That's not it, but I'm talking about, like, you know... Like we all the time take a victory laugh about JD Vance. Like we called it, bro. We called it. See, we called it. We called it. But yeah. I probably, if I'm being honest, I probably wouldn't have. Oh no, guessed this. No, oh, I no 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 no. no. Uh,
0: if you would have asked me four weeks ago, I would have told you he's going to lose miserably. Yeah 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 yeah. The thing is, is he is entirely a creation of Peter Till Yeah. And he's got all that Till money behind him. Yeah. And um, <laughs> <Drop. clears throat>
1: we got we got JP Mandel in Ohio <laughs> doing very well. <laughs>
0: It's like I saw JP someone J.P. <laughs> I saw someone say And no hate If this is one of my friends I, I'm not I'm not being You know Belligerent or anything But I did see someone say Like J.D. Vance winning Is a, is proof that Trump Still runs the party and, and the GOP is Trump As long as Trump is alive still And I do think that that is Somewhat true But I do I don't think that that is entire, I don't think that's all the case. I think that, like, it's also emblematic of Peter Till's power and of his sort of ascent. And I don't think that you can talk about Peter Till without also talking about Elon Musk and all of the tech overlords. Well, you can draw a straight line through them. I mean, Peter Till and Elon Musk have (laughs) PayPal together. I think right. – I, yeah, I think that as Marxists, a lot of leftists kind of have this very rigid construction of how the American economy works. They're like there's, a, there's capitalists and there's politicians, and they kind of get together sometimes and they conspire to do things, but other times the co- economy just sort of like runs on its own and other things like that. But I do think there are moments in history – and I think that the cap- the origin of capitalism was one of them, when the powerful people at the top of society looked at how the political economy was running and said, this isn't going to do. Like, we're going to have to maybe change some things. And I know that process is one of class conflict. Like, it's not a one-way thing. Like, not, elites don't just sit down and say, like, we're going to... We're we're gonna do capitalism now. You know what I'm saying? Because it's more complex than that. It's it's a it's an organic process that takes place both at the micro level and at the macro level where these larger things are going on. But I do think that Peter Till, Elon Musk, fucking Bill Gates, all these other guys, they all realize again, as we've said, that we're at a crisis both in cl- terms of climate and the economy. <clears throat> all this shit's probably gonna bust any day now. Yeah. Uh, and and they probably are trying to figure out what the next sort of, like, mode of governance... I won't say that they're looking at the mode of production, because, like, no one even has control over that. That's not a conscious thing that humans have control over. I don't feel like... Unless it's communism, I don't know. I guess you can, like, literally will communism into existence through a... Whatever. But anyways, like... Do you see what I'm saying, though? Like, I think that they are looking at... Ways to reformulate some of our ideas around like property and social um even human conception like self conception, and they're trying to do it in a way that not only redounds to them but you know like some sometimes
1: literally because I think this ties back to their what we're talking about like their insane fear of death and death particularly at the hands of their their uh they're, they're subordinates.
0: It's true, dude. They can't even acknowledge you're so right. When we talk
1: about when you're talking about like their conception of themselves, like what do all these guys want to do, they're so afraid of death. Their their whole grand plan is to upload their consciousness into like something else,
0: or figure out some sort of like longevity treatment, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is what they're all working on too. Yeah, dude, you are so right. They refuse to grapple with even the reality of our of our own humanity, and mortality, I, and their
1: fa- and they're like obsession with space travel. It's like, why the hell would you really want to go to space? Like, this hostile place that's not conducive to human life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you're, like, just so hated at home. Like, that factors into that. Like, I know part of it is just they want to be, like, you know, the cowboys of space or whatever. Uh But, like, I think part of it has to do with, like, an escape plan. Dude,
0: they're gonna, I mean, they will, because they have to seek out new markets constantly, they will get down to the point to where, like, the parts in your body, like, you're gonna have to, like, deposit... Like X number of digital currency To keep your pacemaker going Or something probably yeah. I'm It's sure. like that dude do you ever watch that point.
1: movie Repo the genetic opera No Or like they take people's Like transplants back Like this group of Jesus people. Christ like, you
0: know, it's, it's, it's gonna be like that it's Every like, part of you though But the thing is It's all subscription based Like everything is a fee Every motherfucking thing You wanna
1: keep that new heart you have <laughs> It's gonna cost you nine ninety nine a month like it, if you for, want to do it without commercials, it's for, going to be fourteen ninety nine. That's the
0: thing. Like ownership is never a thing now. Like they'll probably even get that with cars eventually. Like you can you can have the car, but you'll never be able to own it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like ownership will never be a thing. It'll always be like uh, they just want to take ownership from us now. That like yes, the concept of like right, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Like because like the Spotify model and the Netflix model and everything implies if you're talking about spatio-temporally, sp- mm-hmm. specifically temporally, there is no endpoint. Would you stop paying the subscription? You never stop. Mm-mm. Technically, it goes on forever. Yeah. I think that they would like to so exist. Extend- realize this shit sucks, and you're just like, okay, I'm Right. Not- I think that, though, they would like to set up a system where that is the case for every item, every single thing. Yeah. You never own any single thing, including it is- your own body, and yeah. they have to start figuring out how that is... Right. That's true. This has been... I think this has been in motion for a long time, because... You talk about like cybernetics and like Norman Wiener, like the guys that like came up with ci- <laughs> cybernetics. <laughs> like this idea that, it's the wet CPU idea, right? It's no, the yeah. idea that like the human is nothing more than just like a computer, like a processing system. No. It's like, I think that we are currently undergoing a rethinking of not only social property relations, but the idea of humanity itself, mm-hmm. the definition of it. And it's playing out on this backdrop of just insane, uh, I don't know, capitalism eating the world alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know where you stick your shovel in. I think that that is the issue we were talking about earlier, though, with this idea of space. Yeah. Like, not in the air space, that, but...
1: It's just renting your body. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is I mean, it is, it is true in a sense. Like, if you can tell a woman that, that she has to have a child, that's like... All that stuff is just ripped away. It is. It
0: is kind of an audacious thing to even propose. I think that that's what they're setting the stage for. I really do. I think that they're setting the stage for saying that, like, your, your bodily organs, including your uterus, mm-hmm. including your kidneys, including whatever it's we, it all belongs to us. Yeah, it's none of it will belong to you at a certain point. Yeah. I think that that's what they're working towards, yeah. and and I don't know how you stop that. I think that one way is probably to destroy the internet. I really do. Uh, I really think that that's probably. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> the day the internet
1: goes down seems like a terrifying proposition, but it would be like, it would be like a, in a sense of a revolution, uh, and it's
0: like terrifying wanna, and ex- liberating. You want to know the funniest fucking thing that ever happened? One of the funniest things that ever happened to me at the doctor's office. One time... <laughs> you say one of, like, there's a list of funny There's things, a list funny, of funny <laughs> things, yeah. It's always... One time I went to the doctor here at ARH, and it was, like, it was like it was during that time when, like, the, their entire computing system got taken out by, like, Russian malware or something. Oh, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ransomware or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, all their computers were out. So I went to the doctor here at ARH, and um, and I was telling her, like, what was going on with me. I was having some stomach issues and other stuff. This was, like, in the early stages of IBS. My belly and my nuts hurt. <laughs> what hurts? My belly and my nuts. My belly, my nuts, and my ass. Those three <laughs> things are, you can, you can bet on it, are going to be bothering me. But I went to, like, and I was, like, telling her my symptoms and everything. And she was, like, well, our computers are out Could you take your phone? You want to take your phone out right now and like just type those in to Google. She made me Google my fucking symptoms, dog. She made you
1: Google belly nuts and (laughs) belly nuts and butt pain.
0: Yes. Like she had me do the WebMD thing.
1: Dude, the the amount of times I've been in a doctor's office where they've like looked stuff up (laughs) like in front of me.
0: I was like, "Am I? This is this is awesome."
1: I'm paying you for this.
0: I just think that I'm paying you so I don't have to do this. Mm. I just I think that uh we're never going to we're never going to have I don't okay so obviously I don't think the internet could ever end. I don't think that um it's going to go out at any point maybe unless there's like an insane solar flare that sets off like a nuclear holocaust or something mm-hmm. but like i at the same time this these larger questions of like human n- humanism i don't know what else to call it like panhumanism, transhumanism like these larger questions of that like they're never going to be settled as long as there is an internet i think unless we can f- develop some sort of shared collective like praxis way of sort of fighting back against that yeah but people would say, log off, but uh, that's not going to do anything.
1: No. So what do you do? I you blow up servers? You blow up servers, blow up satellites. Back yeah. in the day when they would just lay that fiber optic, you just go out there and dig you a little hole and it. just you saw can just, right in. You could snip it with scissors. Yeah.
0: That's really, that's fucked up. You know, they used to run lines that you could snip with scissors. Now, the lines, they're like as big as you. Do you think? Uh, <laughs> yeah, now you have to have big scissors. <laughs> really big scissors like the ones they use do you think
1: the the like sort of you know how like people have been making like landlines and stuff and like rural places like prohibitively expensive and trying to get like people like you know it's kind of under the guise of bringing like older generations into the 21st century or whatever but do you think that's just like has to do with like trying to keep tabs on like you know rural folk yeah, because if you look at it, like uh, the rural people have, you know, have made a lot of history. Uh, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> uh, um,
0: They're like we, can't, We uh, cannot Medellano's allow another Saddam Hussein. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we have to get these people off the landline. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to have another Saddam Hussein on our hands. <laughs> but uh, oh, and, fuck. <laughs> Uh shit! I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting future to even man. conceive of. But man, goddamn, it is.
0: JD uh, Vance is gonna win that election, probably.
1: Oh yeah, people are like, "Oh, this, I, I, dude." I know, I know, in my heart more than anything else. When my friends that have the worst political instincts in the world say, "People hate him up here." <laughs> You can just go ahead and say they're like reverse barometers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can mark it in. I, I'll just go ahead and tell you right now and say that that uh, J.D. Vance wins that election. Mm-hmm. I'll call that right. I'm going to go ahead and call, with zero percent of the votes in. I'll go ahead and call it right now for Jesus. CNN Wolf Blitzer.
0: Yeah, the more I start to think about this, the more I'm starting to think that I'm correct. I'm starting to think that what began after World War II as a method to fight communism as an anti communist like counterinsurgency method, like the internet, for example, cybernetics. Yeah. What began as that got thrown into the meat grinder of nine eleven with its taking away rights or challenging what we can and can't know or, or reports of the government or whatever. And it's been spit out the other side as this. Yeah. And that's why I think that like They didn't repeal abortion during Bush, but they can now because we have all now just sort of naturalized the fact that, yeah, our bodies can be sold wholesale, basically, Yeah. like, or no, not even wholesale, as components, you know what I'm saying? Like, each and every part of it exists to... I mean, but I don't mean to, like, now that I'm saying this out loud, now I feel kind of maybe like I've gone way too hard down there. Because, like, there is a culture where, Element, like, these people hate women. Yeah. They are, like, patriarchal. They are very deeply indoctrinated with the ideology of, patri- of patriarchy, patriarchy values and right. everything. And I think that is part of it, too. But I don't think that, like, by sheer will alone – they're a they were ever able to because they've always felt that way you know what i mean they felt that way for 40 years so why why again i just keep coming back to the question of why now i think that like that patriarchy that patriarchal ideology has now collided with a kind of longer well
1: it's a natural extension yeah. it's like okay if we can subjugate women right and we have all this history on our side and like these prevailing attitudes God forgive me for saying it. The patriarchy. The patriarchy. But all these prevailing attitudes. This might be a good test case. Uh huh. You know. So what we're effectively in is like, if you're not on the side of women on this, then like it's going to be like. Uh, at first, I said nothing, nothing because mm-hmm. I was not a woman situation. Right. Because they're coming for our bodies. It will. <laughs> bodies, no, that's. So. I
0: guess that is right. That is what I'm saying. Everybody. It manifests right now. Yeah. In this current form Mm -hmm. over over this issue but it will eventually spread towards all of us and i and again i think it's just a part of um a a larger transformation and uh you know these ideas right now that say like i don't know i don't know man it's just i think that that is part of what's going on um it's not good though
1: no no no. Uh,
0: yeah, this just—it's—it's uh, it's crazy, you know. I'm trying to see if I saw any other crazy news or posts about any of this. Um, I've I've been mired
1: in the muck of Hillary, Bernie, Susan Sarandon, so I don't mm-hmm. know. I've not saw much outside
0: of that. That was, that was so good. The Gateway pundit says that, um, the roe v wade leak was the left's answer to the 2000 mules documentary release that proves the 2020 election was stolen so it's like it's a thing like they don't even care anymore they're they've moved on to <laughs> like, like that's the thing like they're all whining sore winners they're all of them have been bitching and moaning about the like that Eric Erickson guy or
1: whatever in Atlanta, I mean, he's like, "I want you to just that feeling of powerlessness that
0: you feel right now. It's just mm-hmm. like, okay, just okay, weird. Jesus, yeah, I don't know. It's really hard because it's I don't know it's really it's really difficult to know where to direct your age, rage and what to critique because you fall into so many traps on." in either direction like you don't want to you don't want to like go and say like this was a concerted thing an effort that these people sat down and consciously did because it was that they did have that intention in mind but it is also being absorbed in these larger social forces and trends that have been occurring over years and years and years and I think that the United States is fucking done dog Like, I think that, like, people people ask, why now? I
1: mean, we're fucking done! (laughs) Bro, listen, let me tell you something. Great Satan.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you. It's like, as we pointed out on the episode of the Antifada, it's just like, the United States right now is just going around the globe, just, like, looting... Central banks, you know what I you mean? You know what like it's like free seizing assets. It's like when I got uh, a
1: garnishment against me and I just ran to take all my money out of the bank and all kinds yeah. of stuff. It's a little like that. We're just yeah. like this is us, this is oh, this is us, this is us, this is us. Uh, it's it's hard to see it's hard to see a way out,
0: you know. Well But yeah, I, we're cooked. There is no way. This out. is just dying empire shit. This is just what it's like. Yeah, we're we're fucking done. I don't I don't mean to say like you're powerless to do anything about it, but maybe just right now, in May 2022, doesn't mean that'll be the case in June 2022. Doesn't even mean that'll be the
1: case in two weeks. Doesn't mean that'll be the case on May 7th, 2022.
0: Right, but this afternoon, May 4th. Oh no, As of right now. Is nothing what you do about it? Uh, <laughs> um. So anyways You know I don't think it, It's uh, There's there's not a way To do anything About any of this stuff Without coming across As like Depressed or bur- I was gonna say Groomer I was gonna say Groomer Bro they've
1: got to you They've
0: got to me dude
1: God You're gonna be out here Calling me groomers Damn Well they have been Grooming us for this For a long time That's you know? true
0: It's impossible To not be Not feel completely insane <clears throat> But Sometimes you just Gotta go insane Sometimes you just have to go
1: insane. Same characteristics, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're trying to make us all insane, but here's they, the thing. They, they,
1: like, here's the other thing, too. I, if, uh, I was talking to Felix Biederman about this one day, and we were talking about just, you know, different, like how paranoid should you be if like a deep state and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, you could you can riff forever and, 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 and oftentimes there's a good reason for that. But like one other thing, too, is like don't also don't always think these people are competent actors either. They could they could in essence like I must till all these people are fallible. They could create a situation where they got oh the hoary masses of insane people <laughs> ready to like you know yeah. what I mean. So
0: I mean it's I don't know it's a hard, it's an interesting question because like they aren't infallible as humans is like people who make mistakes. But I do feel like Kanye West proves that if you have a s- certain amount of money, you can be as imperfect or sloppy as you want. That's it true. doesn't matter. I think that once you've got a certain amount of power and money, it doesn't matter anymore. Mm. I think the issue is that like you heighten the contradictions to the point where you're able to create a social circumstance, a social a set, a set of social conditions to where the money and power that they have doesn't get them out of their own infallibility. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, and I guess that's where we have to come in. Yeah. So it's like, I guess, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. This, uh, What were we saying just before that, though? We were saying that... Uh, uh, <laughs> this is take three, so oh. this is our third shot at this episode, which went better than I thought. So we're gonna go with it, but it means that I'm significantly brain dead at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just call it there. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Anyways. Um. You know, nothing is fucked. Nothing is fucked. So just keep that in mind. Uh, nothing is truly fucked. Until, until. Why don't you go? Why don't you read this? You can read that. <laughs> we'll close out a couple. We'll do There's it. no good. That's the only good one, I think. Well, just read that one. <laughs> Unless you see another one you like. The words "democrat liberals"
1: are saying about Elon Musk buying Twitter are totally ignorant. That's pretty good. <laughs> Some Bible scholars say we are in the fifth trumpet
0: right now. This might be a fitting note That's why I wanted you to read it, because I think we're on the fifth trumpet, honestly.
1: Some Bible But it
0: ends on an interesting note.
1: There's always a twist with this eschatological, speak your pieces. Some Bible scholars say we are in the fifth trumpet right now, Uh the learning trumpet, where the whole world can find out right now about what's going on with our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: The trumpet has already been sounded because there's going to be a nuclear war. <laughs> Let's hope that idiot Putin doesn't sell it
0: off. Let's hope he goes to hell.
1: <laughs> Thank you. God bless.
0: It seems to imply that perhaps the fifth trumpet is blowing, but you can put a little bugle um, mute on the end of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Imagine the fifth trumpet blowing in Revelations, but they put like a jazz mute on the end. <laughs>
1: Yeah, imagine if it's that fifth trumpet. You always imagine it's gonna be a menacing like right. sound, but <laughs> with just a little twigs so it could do
0: you a little yeah,
1: like a goofy car horn. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That's right. Oh uh, God. Well all right, guys. Let's uh, let's all uh, sp- Yeah, two plugs. Go check out the episode I did on the Antifada. We did a Patreon episode as well, so go check that out. Also, Tom and I were recently on the Subliminal Jihad podcast talking about goblins. That is also on their Patreon, um, so go check that out. I think it's pretty good. We talked, we learned a lot about goblins, and uh, you know we went goblin mode, honestly. Yeah, which is honestly, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of your uh, righteous gangsterismo with insane. Char- all ga- all goblins have had righteous gangsterismo with insane characteristics. So, yeah. uh, so you're definitely gonna want to go check both of those out. So please go do that. Also, go check out our Patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash Trillbilly Workers Party thanks so much for listening everybody we gotta stop because they're mowing the lawn now that's motherfuckers that's the fifth trumpet it's the fucking allergies god damn it